0: this spine tingling episode of the airwaves podcast we have some eerie absences and delve into the world of horror cinema join mark tone and carl as they navigate through the chilling tales, both on and off the screen on this week's airwaves podcast Whoa, it's Halloween. Well, almost for us as we recall this. is one day away, anyway. So, we are here again on the airwaves to talk about our favorite scary movies. And something's happened to two of our panel because they vanished. They're not with us this week. So, Ooh. where are they, Tone? Where are they? Uh, in the void, I suppose. They're in some void. sort of void, anyway. <laughs> so, we, we, we cracked open the cellar trapdoor and. We found Mark down there. How are you, Mark?
1: You're right. Uh, it's good. So basically, you've bought on a, on a Halloween show, you bought me in as everyone's worst nightmare to you, listen to. Cheers you are
0: my worst nightmare. I know that.
1: <laughs> well, you got to remember that now I'm a television superstar. It's oh, great to you know, start doing my media rooms now. Did, did, I, I, my agent will be in touch for the uh, appropriate fees. Did you hear about
0: this, Tone? Some idiot put him on telly.
1: <laughs> on. If we there's a very
0: I got, very I got it's on
2: one of them, uh, those channels right at the end of the guide. Is it no?
0: Yeah, you know, what, <laughs> in, you know, when specialist those, section, you know, one of those talking head thing. you know, when they have a story and then they ask the members of the public, you know, the idiots, yeah, right? Guess who was on one of them?
1: <laughs> Hello, that'll be me. And you know what? I stalked them, I saw them out there with a the camera, and you bet your bottom dollar I was walking up and down the high street, just sort of minding my own yeah, business. just happened to be, to be walking by, phone. yeah, yep. <laughs> But what people don't realise is I had the most airtime of everyone, and I was used for the L cut.
0: I thought it was J cut. Uh,
1: yes. <laughs> did did you also go past
2: again with like a, a mustache drawn on? So
1: <laughs> I'm a
2: completely different person.
1: No, you There's must actually, ask me. There is actually one bit of the story that I haven't told. So um, they asked me the question, and I start answering it, and I hit my and I'm waving my hands to gesticulate a little bit, and I hit the boom mic. And I stopped dead and said, Do you mind if we do a second take on that? Because I've just realised I hit your microphone. What a and prima said, no. <laughs> but it was the way that I just stopped dead and just like completely went, Yeah, can we go again? Went, no, 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 it's fine. Bl- uh, make up, make up, quick a little dab, a little dab. There we I go. can't work in these conditions. Yeah. Line. 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 <laughs>
0: oh dear. Oh well. So now we know where they pull those members of the public from the likes of you
1: oh yes and uh, for once I was and what's worse is that the first take was actually better than the second as well so I'm kind of kicking myself oh, for that God. as well <laughs> not that I've completely overanalyzed this whole 15 seconds of fame thing no, whatsoever not
0: not even a little bit not even a little bit <laughs>
1: uh tone what have you been up to sir
0: uh, yeah not a lot this week really it's been a uh, a nightmare
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just yeah, enjoying Halloweeny stuff. Even though it's not really a British thing, is it? No. Yeah, you know, main, mainly just watching the films, doing a yeah, you know, yeah. Heading into into town where there was lots of people dressed up, yeah. and I was in the daytime on
0: Saturday, <laughs> so. <laughs> It's not even till tomorrow. We got we got a, a bowl of sweets downstairs for anyone that comes knocks knocking. They normally start coming over the weekend, but no, no one did. So hopefully, no one's knocked tonight yet. So hopefully, they've learned. It's only yeah. one day. It's not a week event. One day.
1: Well,
0: yeah, I'm I'm hoping I'm in an area I'm
2: in an area now where it doesn't really happen. So yeah,
1: I think we're missing the worst thing. What, what makes Halloween really scary is that today on the radio they've been playing Christmas um, jingles. Uh, sorry christmas you- adverts for everything that's a real nightmare of this time well. of year because it's sort of like all right have halloween we're sort of pretending that christmas doesn't exist so yeah, at night.
0: least i get fireworks out the way you know, fireworks yeah our one our one little celebration <laughs> i think yeah because then we get this and then we get black friday another american thing what we don't have thanksgiving how can we have a black friday it doesn't make any sense to me <laughs> <laughs>
1: Next well, is we, it Black Friday or is Amazon Prime Day now? Because it no, that's seems totally that
0: different things. D- yeah, yeah, I think we've already had Prime Day. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's it's just one of those things. We've imported too much. We need to export. Export. Um, Guy Fawkes, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's, how the, that's how that country got started, wasn't it? Because we exported. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think we taxed them 1% and they went, How dare you? <laughs> on tea or something. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm going to pledge, pledge ignorance on that matter. But, uh, yeah, so I've not really been up to anything either, just watching TV and movies. Frasier, still going on, still enjoyable for me anyway. I mean, that's all we are going to talk about this week, really, for it, because <laughs> we want to concentrate on scary movies.
2: Scary yeah, movies. Yeah, I did, I did think with Frasier, it was like, apart from that pub quiz scene, it was like, yeah, it was another good one.
0: Ooh, good. Yeah. good, 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 good. Um, yeah, so scary movies. Now, scary obviously, with things... In the world at the moment, you have, you, sort of, you sort of wonder, well, why do you want to watch that on TV? Well, the point is, it's like there's an escape as a, a lethargy. Well, I don't know, yeah, no,
2: knowing it's not the reality. Yes, you know.
0: it's just like it's like a, a, a roller coaster ride. It's that scare, but you know it's a controlled scare, so it allows you to experience it. But then go at the end of the day, oh, well, that was nice. That was over. I don't want to experience that in real life. Thank you very much. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so obviously I know about the real horrors in the world at the moment, and it's, they're terrible, but um, yeah. this is a, a little outlet for us for the rest of the time, um, and uh, through the years and stuff. So there you go. There you go. I understand that. It's it's just trying times at the moment. So we're going to talk about scary movies, and uh, well, I kind of enjoy them, i got to say, um, not as much as I did when I was younger, maybe, because... The scares are much more real to me now. <laughs> yeah.
2: But, um, I, I, I've got to say, it's uh, it's fallen quite well with the episode number, hasn't it? You know, 101. 101. And we're in a...
0: Well, I'm in a room. I don't know about you. Well, that's that's, that's 1984, isn't it? One, room 101, or was yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What was it? The other one. Um the state police. No, one, they, it, it was it was the things they wanted, you know, banished and so on, wasn't it? <laughs> well, just like, it's just like nowadays, really, up <laughs> until recently. Oh dear. Anyway, but uh, yeah. So anyway, I thought we'd start off with um, a scary movie I saw like when it came well, shortly after it came out, and it came out in twenty fourteen, and it was um, a kind of a unique film because I'd never really seen anything similar to it. So it's like a new horror movie and this is called it follows and it's got a very simple premise a very simple but also daunting premise so it starts off with um a happy go lucky uh, youth i don't know late 20 early 20s maybe something like that and uh, and they she and this lady if this girl has sex with a <coughs> a boy uh and then he sort of ties her to a chair and makes a watch because it turns out that there's a sexually transmitted demon going around. STD, see what they did there? Um, so what happens is if, if you have sex, I'm not sure how this all starts, but if you have sex with a person who is being followed by the demon, that then passes on to you and they will follow you. And until until they manage to catch up with you and, and, and dispose of you, then they'll follow the, next, the person previous to you. So it goes back down the line again. And it's such a simple concept and it's brilliant because the way they depict it is the demon. No one else can see it unless you've been chased by it before, but no one else can see it. And when you see it, it's not always the same looking thing. It could be a complete stranger or it could be someone you know. And all it does is slowly but methodically walk towards you. That's all it does. So in this movie, you're never quite sure who's who or who's the demon, because there's lots of um, nice wide shots and deep shots, and you'll see a character, you'll see someone in the distance start walking towards the camera, and you're never sure if it's the demon or not, and the person, the like, protagonist, is never sure either, and so it's like them trying to explain to their friends about this thing going on, which obviously they can't see, and it's just it's just so simple and it's so it's so scary in certain places and there's some, some fantastic jump scares in it as well i mean not like oh look it's a cat oh no it's a real thing um not none like that but there's 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 all kinds of weird stuff in it it's fantastic and it's just it's just that methodical it's like a terminator it's like that thing once it's on you it's yeah. just following you, and of course, when this came out, there was loads of theories online about how you'd defeat it, like moving to another country and stuff like this. But there's no guarantee; it just wouldn't walk through the sea. <laughs> I'm not sure how it'd get over certain trenches and stuff like that. But that's not neither here nor there. But there was always that thing like, if you got if if this thing latched onto you, how would you defeat it? And because um, it just walks slowly,
2: this, it sounds like um, yeah. Fairly similar idea, but in Final Destination, where it's like you know, you know that they they had a thing where it's like oh something changed. They were meant to die in an incident, and you know, mm. and if if they happen to somehow avoid it, it's like yeah, there's other ways. It and the curse followed them, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: I mean, this is a yeah a demon rather than a curse. This right? is a tangible thing, and that's the thing because you you yeah. as the viewer see it as well, but you'll never know you never know if it's the demon or not either. So you just think. Well, and then eventually, like, I, I, I finally get through it, and she does enlist the a a help of her friends, and they sort of figure out a way how he, could, how he could possibly stop it. And I won't spoil the ending, but it's a very ambiguous kind of ending, really. Like you know, all these, all these sort mm. of things are maybe leaving it open for a, a sequel, or something, but, uh, which never came. But it's such an intriguing premise, and it was so new. It's always good when you find a story that's new to yeah, you. Yeah, a right? different take on yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, i do like that i've seen a metaphor there STDs, sexual transmitter yeah okay fair enough well but <laughs> yep
1: well that's one solution to that send it round here because with all the fornication that goes all around this area I wouldn't know where it's going to be any one day
0: <laughs> well that's the thing so one of the ways to possibly they, they come up with passing it on is to sleep with a prostitute or something like that but then they realize that wouldn't last for very long and then because if you don't let the person know, they're gonna instantly end up a victim and it's gonna come back after you. So that's the, that's the that's one scary bit. It has it works its way back down the line. So even if you pass it on, once it's dealt with them, it comes after you again. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, you, you might it could work that way. So but it's just one of those things that ask you, it, it it makes you start thinking, well, how would I solve this? You know, it's mm. one of those movies. So and that's why I find it intriguing. And it's act- it's shot really well. And um, like I say, it's a really good movie, and it, I don't think it got much of a a play uh, when it was out. But um, it's really worth checking out if you've not seen it. It follows. I've
2: got to say, this one did did pass me by. It's like you know, uh, oh, yeah. I saw it in your in your list. I thought it's not another sequel to the you know, the
0: Pennywise thing, is it? God, no, <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with that. Thank God. <laughs> right, Tone, you got one for us? Um, yeah, I mean.
2: Uh, actually a fairly similar idea but um the the original Japanese version of the ring oh you know um so this is where you know you see somebody and they've they've watched a video it's like a very weird video you know with a a well and yeah, you know, bodies apparently going in reverse and things like that then they get a phone call and a week later they you know they die some you know either mishap or, you know, they just heart attack, whatever, you know? Um, and it's a similar thing where they work, you know, they've got a ju- journalist. Um, I think it's like her cousin or something, um, dies from it. Yeah. Um, so this journalist starts investigating and they work out, it's like, okay, well, as it goes on, more people watch the video mm. <laughs> and they're giving themselves a week to try and solve this. Uh, but yeah, it's, and yeah, it's one of those. Also, late nineties ja- uh,
0: Japanese did horror very well. You know at that at that point. Oh, there was you a know? period there where every single Japanese horror film had a small child in it with long dark, like hair. <laughs> it just you couldn't get. Yeah, maybe that's their idea of what a spirit is. I have no idea. But um, yeah, because you had things like this, The Grudge. Um,
2: it's less horror but you had battle royale that was all about kids
0: <laughs> yeah yeah i mean uh, this i i remember seeing this um i think it was one of the first dvd's i got actually am not sure but um yeah it was it was like um again unique at the time because i would never seen anything like it and i'd never seen anything yeah. like that representation of a spirit an evil spirit and there's also weird sound effects in it i mean um yeah. Uh, the Grudge, that was the one, the master of sound effects. Oh, my God, that scared the hell out of me, just from a sound <laughs> a sound perspective. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this this did kick off uh, a whole interest in Japanese horror, didn't it?
2: Yeah, I am going to say it was like, uh, cause I think it did spawn, even in Japan, it spawned a couple of sequels. Oh,
0: yeah, about four. And,
2: the, and then the Americans remade it. You know, oh. Hollywood had to do it with, I think it was Sarah Michelle Geller, wasn't it?
0: Uh. No, that was The Grudge. This this was ah. some oh, another, some oh
2: Naomi thing. Naomi what
0: yeah that could be it and it had like terrible yeah. horse CGI I think it was in the American yeah in the American version some was,
2: um, I, only, I only watched the first one and then it's like you know, a year later this, their sequel came out I, I, yeah I'll stick
0: to the Japanese ones thank yes. like. <laughs> <laughs> you because even towards the end when they did this massive like special effect with the with the ghost coming out of TV. It just look naff compared to the Chinese uh Japanese version.
2: Yeah, whereas yeah, like I say Japanese version, it's like yeah, uh, you barely see the transition between the shot of her in the TV and then actually calling out of it. You know. Yeah.
0: There is something spooky about it. Just yeah.
2: Spooky. And and then at the end it's like she thinks she's got a way to avoid it is oh, copy the tape and show it to someone else. We can
0: keep that going forever, don't, can't we? Don't spoil the endings of these. Because... Oh, sorry.
1: I was just about to ask, was the ending fairly ambiguous? And what <laughs> do people think about having ambiguous endings? Because I don't mind an ambiguous ending to a degree, but when it's that sort of ambiguous ending, then you have to go and Google it to try and make sense of it. Or that, but that's just probably...
2: Oh, no, So it's not that kind of...
1: Yeah.
2: Although you do wonder, like I say, how far they could go with that idea of... How to
0: escape it. The only film yeah. I think I've ever Googled what the hell was that about was that um Do- Don- Donnie Darko. Yeah. And okay. I thought I got to the end of it and I thought, what the hell did I just watch? <laughs> just, I couldn't I couldn't understand it. I mean I could understand it from how it was presented, but I was thinking, well, what was that about? <laughs> so obviously you had you hooked them for the two hours and well, went, no, uh, again, what, again, because it's an intriguing little enclosed story. But then it starts getting very, I think, metaphysical and stuff. And he starts asking these weird questions. It involves time travel and and, and, and dimensions and stuff. And I was thinking... Yeah, and and the rabbit. Yeah, where? Where? Where was that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
2: why, 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 why are you wearing that stupid rabbit suit or whatever it was?
0: <laughs> so it did confuse me. I did have to go and look it up a bit, and, and and I read an explanation, and I'm still none the wiser, really. But um, I'm sure someone. Else. Yeah,
2: that, that was one where the sequel didn't help, really, because it was it was just about the younger sister. And there was a
0: sequel. Yeah. Oh
2: God. Was it? I, was I think it was one of those that it didn't make it to cinemas. I, I think I only found it on Netflix.
0: Oh dear, well, that was a good one then. <laughs> oh dear yeah so um yeah the ring the first one uh yeah. the japanese a, version
2: some of the imagery in it absolutely terrifying it's, you know yeah when was. i was watching yeah. i was like 18 as well and it was like you know
0: still <laughs> mark what one have you got for us first
1: well it's not i suppose it is a horror movie but not in so much as you know what we're saying about everything being scary sean of the dead and I know it's a loose, I know it's a loose tie-in, but it does have zombies, and that's Halloween. And I love this film. It is very much the Cornetto trilogy. Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening, what am I going to watch? Bang on, um, Shaun of the Dead, because it just I love Ed. I do love Edgar Wright's style of editing. Like oh the God, little, yes. The, the, the little cuts, the little throwbacks. Um, so, if anyone, surely everyone's watched it. But basically, Shaun is a character. I am sure we can all. Um, relate to, sort of stuck in that sort of low-end, middle-end job, not going anywhere, split up, He's basically caught in life's mediocrity, when he finds himself thrust into a role of having to save his loved ones and his mum from zombies. And it sounds a bit weird, but it's the way it's shot, like the opening scene of when the zombies start coming along, and it's like he's woken up on a Sunday morning after a bit of a bender, just going to... The news agents hmm. in a bit of a haze, and I'm sure we've all sort of done that. And then it just starts, just starts going on from there. Like so many memorable scenes, like the cricket bat, the the time when they're throwing records at the zombies. But instead of just throwing them, they're going through the album collection. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like no, no, not that one. That was too yeah. precious. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Batman <laughs> Prince, throw it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it's, it's all the little things I like in a movie. Like they make a reference about going to the Winchester and his girl ex-girlfriend says, oh, we're not going there again. And then later on, it's, it, because it's not so obvious like a MacGuffin, it's just nicely slotted in there. They go, right, where can... Near the end of the film, they go, right, where can we go? To the Winchester. Mm. And it's just such a... It, I just like it because <laughs> it's an easy watch, but it's also clever. You can watch it a few times. But well, um, you can also pick then, up...
0: It's so clever... That they literally in the first one of the first opening scenes sketch out the entire series of events that's gonna happen. But they do it in a way that's relating to something else. And then if you watch it on the second watch, you go, Hey, they did all those things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you think back, and then that sort of then that takes you down the, the spaced wormhole, which obviously isn't related to Halloween. And you just go, I just love these little things where you've got continuity if you watched them before, but it's not like oh, well, have you not read the graphic novel to get the humour? You don't oh, need yeah. that if you want to go back to watch it and get some more fulfilment from some of the jokes you can, but you're never lost not knowing the joke because you haven't read the uh. backstory or sung the theme tune or written the theme tune. And, and, it, and again, it's just the way it just culminates with everyone ending up in the Winchester, and then you go forward a few years, that's exactly what happened, well, sort of what happened in The World's End. So, I, I, I just but, love it. I think mm. it's... But even though it's a comedy,
0: and it is a comedy, it's got some fantastic comedy performances from British British um, comedians and actors and stuff like this. It's fantastic. It's total wall-to-wall. You'll recognise virtually everyone in this thing. Even little cameo bits pop up here and there, um, and you'll recognise them. Uh, There's still a moment, though, especially towards the end when they're in the pub, where it suddenly turns from this comedy yep. to this heartfelt, rend- this gut-wrenching moment. And you think, where did that come from? Mm. And it's when. when sorry, and it's just one of those moments. I don't want to spoil it because I don't want to say where it is that it happens. But you just think, oh, my God. I mean, it does show. Firstly, you're right. Um, Edgar Wright, a director and editor. Well, he's the way he shoots so he can be edited together is just astounding. There's all these quick cuts, and he tells a story within his cuts. He's gone on for every other movie he's ever done exactly the same. But this was one of the first. As you said, the Cornetto trilogy. And... Um, It is. It is just blinding. It's well acted, and I didn't. I couldn't believe how good an actor Simon Pegg was when I first saw this. Oh, it's. it's, Sorry,
1: I was going to say you're absolutely right. Like just coming on to the ending when someone dies, and I think that's not going to be a spoiler. It's just the way that like the music and the action stops, and now I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, it really does. It does, and it's like Simon Pegg literally walked out of the shooting of Space and went. I fancy making a movie now. It sort of grew that character from Spaced mm. into um, into Shaun of the Dead.
0: Mm. You gonna on yeah,
2: It's also one of those things. It's like there was one point where it was almost on ITV two every night, and it didn't matter at what point you started watching it. You could pick it up and it's like, oh, I've seen this before, and it was you know still really enjoyable from whatever point you started in that in that showing of it.
0: Didn't, and didn't they call it something like a Zomcom rom-com or something?
2: Yeah, because it's a rom-com with zombies, according to... <laughs> I think that was uh, Simon Pegg, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that is a good one. Shaun of Dead, 2004.
1: Ooh. Oh, it's so long ago. That's I almost know, 20 but... years. <sighs> so we... We're... He did what a Halloween show, so that is the nightmare of yeah. knowing that film was over 20 years old.
0: Oh, well, I've got an even worse one for you now. So, The Thing from 1982, John Carpenter's Thing, not The Thing from Outer Space, which this is kind of based on, I think. Um, so, yeah, there's obviously something about me and paranoia things, films, because <laughs> this is another <laughs> paranoia, just like it follows. And obviously, The Thing, um, so something's crash-landed on on the on, in the uh, icy, I think it's in the Antarctic, um it's crashland uh and uh there's a there's a what do I call them, expedition it's like, like an oil expedition like little village out there uh and they they get attacked by norwegians in a helicopter chasing a dog trying to shoot it so <laughs> what anyway so it it comes out starts out of nowhere these these two norwegians in a helicopter chasing a dog and they run into the American base and they start shooting indiscriminately after blowing up their own helicopter with a grenade. Uh and then obviously the the Americans have to deal with that and then they're trying to work out why these Norwegians are chasing his dog and trying to kill it. So they go back to where the Norwegian base was and they discover it all burnt all burnt down and they discover this big block of ice with this big humanoid type shape in it. And that's where it all begins. <laughs> So this is kind of like one of those, um, like like the fifth column sort of thing, like you never know who's been affected because the thing can replicate a human almost precisely. And what it tends to do is it attacks someone, takes on their form, just like invasion of body snatchers, but then gets rid of the body. So you're never quite sure, and they're who's who, or if they are who they say they are you know, meant to be, and they're in an isolated spot, and the paranoia starts to grow, and it's a confined area, and it's dark, and it's stormy, so every time they go out, they can't see, because there's a snowstorm going on, and it's it's just, it's just the paranoia just starts to grow, and grow, and grow, and um, people go vanishing, and then they come back again, because that builds more paranoia. The whole thing is just perfect and it's got one of the coolest guys in this movie from that period kurt russell i can't think of anyone cooler from that period of time i mean he was snake pliskin for god's sake you can't get any cooler than 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 he was kurt russell and it is just such a good movie the paranoia builds and builds and builds and this has got this also has one of those ambiguous endings and it's an ending that has been talked about online and in magazines and godness and forums or whatever forever because you're not quite sure if the ending is what it's purporting to be because it comes down to two people and you're not sure if one's the alien or not And,
1: and and, and that's one of the endings that i like but you know when it's ambiguous but in a great way Oh, and also, they've never done a sequel to try and explain they it. They've done like, a prequel. They did, they, they did a prequel, didn't
0: they? They did a prequel of the Norwegian base.
1: Ooh, I know what I'm know what i watching tonight then. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't very good. Uh,
0: so they built, apparently, they, um, they they went to make, I think it's just called Thing, or the Thing. It's basically the same same title. And they were going to shoot it, and they were going to do all the special effects practical. And they mocked up these fantastic models of, like, you know, the, the alien forming and stretching and everything. Um, and then they took a look at the dailies and they said CGI it all. And they CGI'd all this stuff in a rush and it looks awful.
1: Uh, yeah. But this this, could-
0: this one's got, I think it's Rob Bottin that does all the special effects and they are just astounding. I remember seeing this one Christmas. I remember walking in and my, 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 ste- my stepdad's got a dodgy copy and he was watching it Christmas morning. And I walked down... Just got the bit where where the the legs come out of the head. <laughs> I'm just standing there mortified looking at the telly going,
2: What's that? <laughs> yeah. What are you watching here? Yeah. I think Christmas morning.
0: But um oh well. But yeah, it's it's such a good movie.
2: You guys seen this one? Yeah, yeah, definitely seen this one. I'm trying to work out whether it was um it was already it'd already been Snake Plissken by then. You know, Escape from New York was that I think it was earlier than this one. I, I will. I will look it up. But it's not. If if it is earlier, it's not by much. I don't think. But maybe just to your point about oh, you know, you've, you've, at that time you were playing
0: so, such different type of roles. One year before. One year in it. Well, well yeah. Escape from New York was, came out the year before. <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't believe that this has only got a three point seven out of five. Oh, actually, no. I thought it was that. Sorry, I misread that. I thought it was three point seven out of ten, but it's a three point seven <laughs> out of five. I would have gone. I would have given it a good four point two, maybe knocking yeah. on the doors of a four point three. Covers
0: don't seem to do that well, unfortunately, in ratings and stuff like that. Hmm.
2: And also, that might be sort of more influenced by a modern audience rather than you know the audience yeah. of the time.
0: Yeah. yeah, bloody modern audience. What do I know? I mean, this is like, there's no spec so no CGI in here. It's all like practical effects and and it and it shows yeah. and it, like but they, they 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 lean into it. It's um. Like I say, there's some great performances in here as well. There's some fantastically trained dogs. I don't know how they got the dogs to do some of the things they did. I know some of them are animatronic. But but my God, yeah, this is... Because as you watch it, the tension builds because you're not sure where it's going. and, And the thing can do anything, it seems. It seems to just be able to develop once it's discovered and they discover it through blood. Blood gives it away. Um, but once once it's exposed, it sort of morphs into all these other things that it's probably encountered in its DNA history. So it suddenly forms weird flower shapes that open up and have jaws inside them and all kinds of weird, gory, Ooh. horrible stuff. But not, I mean, gory, you know, not not like real gory. It's just like weird, weird, weird. Gore. oh it's just, yeah
2: m- monster rather than yeah sort of blood everywhere and yeah
0: and they're running around with flamethrowers so very very alien-esque there um but yeah. <laughs> what else could you do when it's an alien without a flamethrower yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it's, it's,
2: it's one of those isn't it it's got so many things that became iconic and were copied so many times in other films
0: you know I, through yeah. the 80s you know and he's got some classic lines in it, which you might have heard previously. I'm not going to say. It, I'm not going to say the classic line because it's got a swear word in it. But uh, it's just, <laughs> but he's he's awesome. But
1: you mean you would say it, you just don't want to spend the time editing it? Well, at yeah, exactly. I'm showing. not what I'm saying. <laughs> no. But and, uh, I guess one of those things as well where you get the sense. What makes it a horror thing is like the thing with the dogs and things that are happening off the screen that. Mm-hmm. It, it's not obvious about it, but they make little references to it. And then like I say, it builds up that paranoia about it because they sort of like say, well, where were you? Where were you? And that's, and so you get to build a lot of the horror and suspense in your own head, which is, which is well, which, which is why I like these sort of films. Cause again, it's, it does, it in such a way that you don't have to, you know, go and spend hours on a forum. You can make up your own story and be happy with it rather than going, actually, I didn't understand that.
0: Yeah. And it's good if you watch it back after you've watched it, after you know who what the fate of the various characters in it. If you go back, you can sort of see that they sort of change their 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 their, their like um, their attitude changes or their demeanor changes. But it is changes. subtle rather than yeah. yeah But you can see it's happening right there in front of you the first time, and you can see it the second time when you go back. Yeah. And you just think, I love I love things like that. They are good um, tone. Um, so yeah,
2: my my second one. It's well, it's kind of a trilogy of films, really, because it's the first three it's in the Saw series. Oh. <laughs> if you can loosely call it a trilogy, anyway. Um, so yeah, Saw. It's rather than like scary, it's more known for being gory. I just
0: and, I just realised it is it is Jaws with the J taken out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on.
2: I mean, there's probably as much blood, if not more. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> And also
2: you know, removal of various you know, limbs and things like that. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's like um, I mean, this, it starts out about this ser- you know, killer who's trapped these two guys together in a room. He's actually built it so they 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 can get out, but they might have to go through some uh, you know pain and make a sacrifice to uh, to actually achieve that. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, and that that was something that did stay in the first three Saw movies. After that, it did get a bit more towards, you know, it lost that point. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's a very tense thriller as well. You know, so like, I remember watching the first one in the cinema. It's like, at the end, I was kind of, okay, yeah, that, that ending's happened. It's it's not ambiguous, you know, not completely anyway. Um, um And it's thanks to the other films. They, they have flashbacks in that also, Tell you a little bits about what happened after the end of the first one hmm. um then they moved on to the second film where it's, it's not just two people in a room it's a group of I think it's about six in a house but with similar sort of traps set up so it's like oh they've they've been told they're you know uh, subject is nerve gas and hidden around the house are these jabs to antidote you know uh but they're gonna have to again either draw blood or you know you know walk into a trap to actually get these things. <laughs> um and this is all in the second one. It's also while the, the guy who set it all up is also playing off uh, the detective because the detectives actually found him, tracked him down.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. Um and the lucky the detective appears in the next few. So you know that that whole thread of them taunting each other, you know, one upping each other carries on through the series. Uh, but again, you know, I do think these were for their time. So the first one came out in 2004. Again, it was an inventive gore, you know, horror thriller. You know. Um, oh, I was hearing something back there. <laughs>
0: Is there someone in the room? Is there someone in the room? Uh, no, you're right. I mean, the first one I saw, I love the first one because it's literally yeah. um, a bottle episode movie where they're just in one location, the entire the entire film, really. Yeah, it's flashbacks. like,
2: yeah, apart from the flashback, Yeah, flashbacks. That,
0: Where you find out about the police
2: trying to find them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and so it's just, it's simple. There's a body in the middle of the room. You've got two people chained yeah. to either side of the room. Somehow they've got to help each other to escape. And it's, and it's well, I'm not saying they've got to do some nasty things to escape. but
2: Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're both being told, oh... You've got to do something to the other person to, and then then I'll let you go. And so was, was there
0: a connection between the two? I've vague like, because I saw it a yes. long time ago. Yeah,
2: because it's like they were both connect. It was more towards the killer as well. But yes, mm. they they there was a connection directly between the two as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. So again, it was it was again it was the horror of the situation as it built until it got really gory, and then and then mm. like the follow-ups. I remember wasn't Danny Glover in one of them? Uh, Danny Glover was in the first one, yeah, because he was the first detective that tries to chase. Right, you know. okay. Because uh, I think it, I'm sure it's just got Danny Glover in. It's really weird. I remember that. Yeah, but, um, yeah, and, and you know, and and then as as they go on, well, as they've gone on past three, they've got more and more convoluted, and more and more like titillation when it comes to these traps that they set up. And you just think, oh, right. yeah. I mean, they've just brought out another one, and they had a spin off a movie called Spiral, I think, with Chris Rockin as well, which I've never seen. I
2: yeah, think. I could say I think it's a Spiral one, the most recent one, and then there's something else. I think it's just called Jigsaw. They're the oh, yeah. three in the series I haven't seen yet. So yeah, it's uh, just
0: it just became too much. There was, it was like a an extended universe, but it all kept coming back to the same convoluted stories. And they'd show you yeah. they, they they forget that you might have not seen that film like for two years, and it'll bring in this character. Like you're meant to remember who they are. And they go, Yes. Who the hell's he? <laughs> why is yeah. it why is it treating it like I should know who
2: they are? Uh, it's also that they do make the point later on, uh, where it's like all oh, the traps, they they've become it's like they're no longer really escapable.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: It's like no, it's like, no, you're meant to give them a chance, but they have to give something to escape. And you know, it did lose a point of that later on, but there's a
0: there's a reason for that. Yeah. Now the other thing one thing I did like about this series from a story point of view is they're not continuous. For example, I think Saw one and Saw another one are going on simultaneously in two different places. Yeah, pretty sure about that. And then you get another one that's even before Saw. So they're all over the place. And- so just because they're they're like ever increasing numbers in in the sequence it doesn't mean they're playing out in order
2: yeah I think even the, the most recent one it's got um you know two characters it's like I'm, I'm there thinking how can that happen unless exactly. it's between two of the other films Exactly. yeah you know?
0: yeah so so it's it's an interesting idea and of course they did crank them out every Halloween they crank one of these out yeah I mean because it was sim i mean it's just they had to come up with a few traps, and that was it really. <laughs> just yeah. just I mean, it's,
2: it's, and that was the other thing, it's like in, at least in the first three, maybe four, the traps were act- most of the traps are actually quite clever.
0: Mm. Or there'd be a twist to a trap that you didn't see coming, at least, you know. <laughs> I mean, where's the what's that where's that famous one? The one where it's on her head and it's gotta do something. Oh, that, that's
2: in the first that's, that's so it's the like the first a reverse one. bear trap thing, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Yeah.
0: yeah. So I mean that was horrifying. You sort of think Oh. <laughs> that yeah. would be ideal, and, and then uh, I think there's another one somewhere. I think it's a second
2: one where it's almost like an Iron Maiden but for the face.
0: <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, it's uh, if you don't like if you don't like gory movies, stay away from these. But mm. um it's a shame because the stories are quite intriguing, but again they get more simplified as they go on, but the early ones are good. But um yeah. It's
1: also got that nice little it does that nice little thing where you think the guy setting the traps is this monster and then as it goes along, you you have that moment of being slightly sympathetic to him because of what's happened to him. And I love movies that sort of mm. you've got someone who's just an out and a right evil old bugger. And then they do a seed and you go, oh, well, yeah, OK. But then you're going, no, 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 he's just done this, that and the other. But I love it when that when movies can mess with your head a little bit like that well that's that's the new
0: that's the new generation of uh, storytellers isn't it like they mm. want us to forget that uh, kylo ren was this mass murdering git because ah oh, look he he kissed her you
1: nutters you psychopath i can't wait <laughs> i'm looking forward to watching south park for the pandaverse episode oh, it's fantastic saving that for it's
0: fantastic <laughs> it's so good loved it i laughed my
1: ass off anyway um mark uh, what one should I go for? Uh, let's go for a film based on the TV show on Netflix that pretty much killed off the Watching Men podcast. The Last Train to Boost, 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 <laughs> that's Busan. not that's not that film. No, Snowpiercer, no, Snow Pier- is, yeah. Snowpiercer is based on a train, Train no. to Busan is based on a train. Oh, a train, some, so, okay. Yeah, you see. Not like I just sort of came up with this like twenty minutes ago. Before you, asked oh, I, him, think come on the show. I think it
0: is. I think it is the train reference um, anyway.
1: Well, look, it, it it does have some reference, like the whole class system, the p- different people you see starting at the back of the train going through. No, the hang run. on. that's not. No, that's that's Snowpiercer. Yeah, and also according to the research that I've done in not using ChatGPT to help me out on this, you get the same thing on the last train to Busan. So. It's a film in South Korea and a zombie outbreak unfolds. And you've got this this guy who's a diverse, di- sorry, divorced workaholic father. And he's taking his daughter on a train journey to Busan to see her mother. And it goes from there. And literally, it starts off all very sort of nice and quiet. And then it just goes bonkers. <laughs> so it starts off with a woman... An infected woman brings the chaos of the outside, sorry, from the outside of the train in, which everybody on the train is completely unaware of. And then, obviously, as you bite someone, the infection spreads. So you've joined it more or less on the back of the train, and then more and more people getting infected, literally pushing you right up to the edge of the train, at the front, where that's it. What are you going to do? Where can you go? who's going to stand behind and make the sacrifice to try and um, hold off the, um, you hold off. Let's say you got, you were bit and you have that moment where, like, okay, I'll hold the door. But then 30 seconds later, you're on the right side of the door to let everyone else in. Hmm. And it's just, it, it's got this whole thing about, you know, the the thing about human nature is like, who's going to just look after themselves versus trying to look after to anyone. Um, you've got uh, like the social classes, the, Basically, it's, it's the essence of humanity in a face of a because you I said, you see the good people, and then you see the people that is like, but I'm just looking after myself. And it's got some really nice sort of set pieces. That I, th- I thought the, the special effects were pretty much on point. And, and they're not slow-pandering zombies either. They're not the ones that you go, well, you those do go are very far away, whereas that's very small. It's, it's got a bit of a pace to it, I and mean, it manages to keep it up. Um, They're more
2: tried. like the twenty-eight days later type of yeah. zombie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did, that took it a bit too far. I mean, like you're dead. I hardly think you heart's going to be pumping that much to be able to go for a bit of a oh, jump. That's
0: the rage serum pumping through them.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah, but it's um, but it does I, as, uh, well, it does raise the question. Topic of,
0: it does. Play, what well, is what is scarier, the fast-moving zombie or the slow lumbering? It will get you eventually, zombie.
1: I would say the slow because you know you it's like walking dead wasn't it they traditionally only had slow walking zombies right up in, who could never climb ladders or use tools right up until the last episode they say you so can i was <laughs> oh, that, that might be a bit of a spoiler that actually well i don't know but i'm not sure about the
0: walking dead but i'm thinking of um the day of the dead sort of the living dead sort of uh, trilogy from romero because they started getting trained in the third movie of that day of the dead but, um, yeah, I mean, I have seen it. I mean, I did see this, and, and, and it's, it's good because you just think, well, pull the emergency cord and get off the flipping train. There's a reason why they can't do that. Um, and every time they go into a station, they get to a station and they sort of get out thinking they're going to be safe. And all of a sudden, this horde comes screaming towards them. So not only is the, the metaphor of the, the attack catching up with them on the train as they advance forward, it's also advancing on them as they go up the track as well so they have no idea where it's going to be safe and that's as again they, they're they heading to a destination obviously the end of the railway and they don't know even if it's safe to go there but where else can they go because it's it's it is a really good a really good zombie movie um the sequel not so much but <laughs> but the original again this one originally um and of course it all starts off with that one person being infected who's who's looking out for themselves and they want to get away but then they just spread it to everyone else and stuff it's
1: just and it's it's also one of those movies as well as like well what would i try and do in that situation so you're thinking oh right, i'll pull that cord and then the movie explains like you say why you can't and i love this little movie to think okay where what would i do where would i actually go in the event of a zombie apocalypse and that's easy for me I'll stay at home. Yeah, I you'll live stay in the middle there. of
0: so i sorted. I'll be coming to you. <laughs> so, yeah, you'd be just in the middle of nowhere. They'd never find ever, you. you.
1: You've never been across this side of the country, have
0: you? No. The Abigaveni, That's That's the closest I've got. So,
1: oh, God, that's miles away. I know. Basically, it's just one long straight road from where you are to where I am. So, there were, again, there
0: was a period where it, we went from uh, Japanese horror films to Korean horror films for a while. Uh, and mm. it, is, it is kind of interesting how these these little things flare up over time. Um now I'm thinking hang on what's the ring korean? I'm pretty sure it's Japanese though.
2: Yeah, it was Japanese. Uh, and the mo- most recent Korean one I can think of is that Squid Game, you know, it was
0: yeah, which I yeah. still not watched. Um but uh yeah, I mean I I do like this film. I mean uh, my mate Baz suggested this to me, suggested it to me because I always I always looked at the um the poster, the cover art and I thought yeah it looks cheap and nasty (laughs) but it wasn't it was it was good and it was well acted and you've got to read subtitles and stuff unless there's an edited version a dub version now but um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and again it's just that it's just that feeling of hopelessness um and again this hasn't got a very like happy ending really (laughs) thinking about if i remember correctly so but it is it is well shot and well directed and again Anything on a train where you're in a confined space and, you know, there's a panic, it's, it's, it's terrifying. The anyway.
2: horror of there being no no snacks trolley. Well, we
0: know about that tone. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good choice there, Mark. Right, this is me again. Circle around to me again, my last one. So, this is a classic. 1985, A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is the world was introduced to Freddy Krueger and his his gloved knifed hand and this scared the life out of me. I gotta say, right? Because right, one thing is, you should be safe in your own bed. I mean, that's a given. If you're in bed and you hear a noise, you pull the sheets up like they're going to protect you or anything. But now you're not even safe in your dreams, as this little git would come into your dreams and 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 kill you basically. Um and this is uh, obviously came out in 1985 so there's no CGIs or anything like that and uh it's got some janky moments especially the M bit where someone gets pulled through a door it looks terrible um but there's some fantastic I like um inventive shots in it as well that are straight out of nightmares um like they see one of the, one of the girls sees her friend in, in in a body bag being dragged along the school corridor and it's just like from your nightmares. It's horrible. And there's other there's other ones as well where she's been chased and she she tries to run up the stairs and it, the stairs turn into goo. I mean, we've all had that bloody nightmare, aren't we, where you just can't move and something's chasing you. So they they're, they're like they're like instinctual terrors. And he sort of put them all down on paper and and presented them to us. And, of course, there's some iconic shots as well. There's a shot where she's in her bed, and Freddie comes out of the wall above her bed. But he doesn't come out. He comes out, like, as the wall, which is obviously a rubber sheet or something Mm. there. And and it's just fantastic. And, you know, there's some cheap, nasty things in it, like I say. There's a telephone with a tongue on it, which looks ridiculous. But, um, you know, it's got young Johnny Depp in it as well, (laughs) which you know you watch it again you think that's Johnny Depp (laughs) which is weird but uh, yeah I mean and it's fairly well acted obviously some of the actresses were not that or actors and actresses were not that big at the time and they sort of get through their lines enough you know to pass off the situation and and Robert England is Mm. Freddie obviously he went on to become a a pop culture icon which is what I'm worrying considering what he's portraying in this film um, but again, it's just it was just a fantastic, a fantastic um, premise, and totally original, as far as I could tell. Because apparently, Wes Craven, who who wrote this and directed it, he said he literally had a dream about this, and this is what came from that dream. So God knows what he had that night. Who knows? But um, yeah. it is it is a fantastic movie. Again, again sprang loads of sequels that got pro- progressively worse. <laughs> Although the second one was really bad, but then the third one picked it up a bit, but then they started getting bad again. Um but yeah, it's a super so Freddie turned into more of a comical character towards the end. He even got his own TV show at one point, yeah. I believe. Uh you could buy it.
2: And, and, and then he ended up um you know, sort of Freddie versus Jason Voorhees yep, and things like true. that as
0: well. That's, yeah. I mean, unfortunately that just came too late. That come earlier, you know, in it. If they got all the rights sorted and they could have done that much earlier, that would have been a lot better, I think. But um unfortunately that started to appear in the age of CGI where they were CGI wasn't really up to it and it just Ugh. no, it wasn't very good.
2: Was that was that the one where they they put it in space as well? Freddy versus Jason or remote. I yeah. think you were to Freddy one before I that.
0: I think you're thinking of um Nightmare on, uh Friday thirteenth X, where Jason goes a, to space.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's it. There's a line about I think he just wants his
0: uh, sword back. Yeah. Oh dear. It's so machete, was not it? But um yeah. yeah, I mean, he became a classic character. He's still, like, people of our age will look at him and go, we know him, who he is instantly, just from the glove alone. And uh, it's a weird moment, but um, entertaining. And
2: like, was, like you say, it was also, you know, a lot of the stuff they did you know, visually was groundbreaking. Yes, as well. yeah. There's points where you don't, you know, they're in the dream, but you don't know whether you are or in the in the
0: mm-hmm. real what's meant to pass for the real world, you know. That's it. And there's one shot in it's it. I, I still don't know how they did it. It makes no sense to me. Oh. If something happens on someone's bed, which sounds, you know, and they get sucked down into a bed and then all this stuff comes up and you think, hang on, what? I know, don't, I don't, okay, you must have turned the, the room upside down at some point for the liquid to come out the bed. It, it just looked good. It's cut so well and I just always mm. loved that. No, you watched, because I'm, I'm doing that from memory. I bet if I go back and watch it tomorrow... I'll be able to go. Ah, there's the cut. I didn't. I've never seen that cut before. But <laughs> but it is. If you've never checked it out, which I can't believe. But if you're a younger listener and you're or you're not into horrors, Nightmare on Elm Street. It's a great one. Just the first one though.
1: It's a Jason X, by the way. The one where it's in space. Ah. So I was thinking, not not only completely wrong series. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I'm not I'm not trying to pick anyone. I was just thinking, yeah. you know what? I quite fancy watching that just for the whole yeah. um, shtick of it.
0: Oh, it's because it's stick. like
1: when it says that they try to um, yeah. they tried to put him into the chair, and then it does it does a dip to black, and it goes 435 years later. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's yeah. That's.
0: That's a bit. Clear up stools, there, isn't it?
2: And I think that might have been before the Freddy versus Jason. I'm not like I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was so,
0: I think. I am pretty sure. It yeah.
2: was. So it's like that. That's probably where I've made the just a slightly wrong connection.
0: But, <laughs> yeah. Go on, in time. Your
2: last one. Uh, well, my last one. Uh, Cabin in the Woods.
0: Oh, a classic.
2: Yeah, I mean, this one. It it, it starts out. It looks like you're sort of again another classic sort of teen slasher. Uh, it's like oh, a group of teenagers being killed off by a, a Freddy or a Jason type figure, you know. Um, but then you know, it's got a bit of a twist in it because they find out they're being watched in the in the sort of cabin where it's all set. Um, so it turns into more of a you know, mystery on that front. People are still dying, you know, being killed off. Uh, but it's like yeah, I, I like this one because it it went with all the tropes, and then at the, it's the ending that is the twist of. So what exactly is happening beneath it all, mm. you know, it's so, like, you know, they did the whole thing. It's like, oh yes, it's a group of teenagers and they're, you know, somehow cut off from the world, even though at this point, I think they have got things like mobile phones. It's like, oh, they just don't work. You know, it's, it's another one. It's like, and, and the ending just really surprised me. It says, it's, I think that's why it's stuck in my mind. It's all <laughs> for that.
0: That's true. I just remember what the ending is. Uh, yeah. And it's got Chris say, it's got Chris Hemsworth in it as well, the, who went yes, on to become yeah. Thor.
2: Yeah, i was gonna say very very well, yeah. I think he'd already been Thor by that point, hadn't he? Twenty eleven it came out, so
0: yeah. No. Well it is so because you're watching it and you just think, well, I was trying to say, like this is just your archetypes of a horror film. You got the yeah. the the loose moraled Lady, <laughs> you got the bookworm, you got the, the the stoner, and you got the the beef, the buff muscle, you know. Yeah. So all, all was there... missing was the dog and it was all... <laughs> so they're all there and you think oh okay, what what the hell's this? And it and it's and it's laced with a few things like at the start, like there's some mysterious man going there on their way or something like this. And he's, oh, okay. But then it gets onto the pipe, they get to the cabin, um, and like I say, it, it follows the trend, it follows the old trend, and then you cut away to this control room and everything is not as it seems and it's so weird. And as it released... And it's a show, the only thing I have a regret about this film is unfortunately the copyrights because you know who the monsters are meant to be but obviously they can't use the real monsters because they're owned by someone else's intellectual property. Yeah, it's see dollar store versions very yeah, much, isn't it? And yeah. I really wish that they had got... they They'd somehow asked people or pleaded with them to allow them to use the real characters that these, these other characters were based on. Cause that would have just been the icing on the cake, <laughs> you know? And there's just one bit where there's total pandemonium towards the end. And it's just unbelievable. It's so good. Yeah. And it is, has got a comedy element to it as well. Massive comedy. I mean, yeah, it's, that, it's,
2: that's a bit I forgot to mention. is like, there are, li- you know, especially with Chris Hendricks, there's the, like the little jokes put in, yeah, or the funny moments, you
0: but, know. I mean, it's written by Joss uh, Whedon, so there you go. So expect, yeah. you know, for Buffy fame. Um, and it is good. And like I say, the ending, yeah. you, so you think it's going to end one way. <laughs> you think he's going to end yeah. a certain way, and no. Like, <laughs> no completely different no. to what,
2: whatever you were thinking at that point.
0: So it is, Throw it, that out. Throw it, that out the window. It, yeah. is, it is fair. Have you seen this one, Mark? no uh oh you're in things. such for a treat when you get these
1: on because no, i because I, I did a you i it you know like how we were saying you were saying earlier on like you looked at the box art and he just went kind of not i was i was literally just having a flashback then to my teenage days of going to the the video shop oh, we'd yeah. spend like an hour just sort of looking at the cover and i think yeah i've i've just been again just been reading synopsis so i think yeah i'll, I'll be watching that tomorrow i think
0: oh you're in for a treat sir you're in for a treat. And rounding out our little what do you call nine? I don't want nine. Is our nine movies? <laughs> Mark, what's your final one on this Halloween well, night? Um, oh.
1: I was gonna go with Alien because it's every, a lot of the things that we talked about tonight is one-on-one, being stalked, psychological horror and stuff like that. And it's it's such a classic movie um, that. Even just trying to talk about it, I don't think I could do it justice. And then, as I was having a bit of a panic to find my third film, I remembered Dawn of the Dead. What well, one? And uh, This is the 1978 one. The original? And I, I rem- yeah. And the, the reason I remember, and I, I was having a good flashback, because I remember borrowing this of a friend who had a. He gave me a VHS copy uh, of it. Sorry. Obviously, we purchased it and rented it between us. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <sighs> who cares? Now, what's special about this tape is that at the start of the tape, it was a little bit warped. So when you're playing it and you've got the first scene of like the newsroom being in absolute chaos and oh, yeah. pandemonium and all that stuff going on, it's a little bit warped and it's a little bit sort of, you know, you've got the, the scrolling shutter, you know, when the video's sort of coming down. And I didn't know that wasn't part of the film for many, many years. <laughs> and it's, it's, the, it's the opening sequence. And, like, you've got this chaos stricken newsroom uh, and you've got a SWAT team next door and you've got this news team trying to go right come on we've got to report the news got to report the news and you just see people going nope sod this i'm out of here uh, and just getting out of the whole madcap situation and it's still not been made clear to you exactly what's going on you're just sensing a lot of the whole panic then the two SWAT team members get in a helicopter uh one of them has his girlfriend and then they fly off, land in a uh, on a shopping mall, and that's where it all starts because there's other people in the shopping mall. So th- then you've got this whole thing about okay, it's empty. They're putting the barricades down. Yeah, they're, they're in this nice little bubble of um, separated from the world, should we say? And then it becomes a little bit about community. You know, just consumers like completely ignoring what's going on in the outside world, living in this little bubble of. Um, what's the word? Uh, ignorance almost. And there's bits where they're enjoying the mall, picking clothes, jewels, enjoying gourmet meals, and tongue in cheek references to it. But then after a while, a biker gang comes along, infiltrates the mall, and leads to an unforgettable clash. And then a few people start getting picked off, and then you actually see. The transformation where they close their eyes of them turning into a zombie, and when they're pin you know the whole thing when you pin someone down and they're dead and you think, "Oh okay, that's it." the the lovely little jump scares you get when you're thinking you should really be getting away from that now, <laughs> but because it was done at the time, you, you weren't expecting it, and then it's just like seeing how this little abyss just suddenly ends up just in complete chaos. I probably, I I literally, I know I haven't done the, uh, the, the, you know, Dawn of the Dead any justice there, but it's really, really worth a watch to sort of get into it, enjoy the schlockiness of it, enjoy what I would say, uh, like a stereotypical 80s casting, no, sorry, 70s, yeah, early 80s casting, sorry, late 70s, early 80s casting would be. Uh, Yeah, it is. No, think about it. It's just one of those films that you just remember for these little bits and bobs. And it's not like the other films that we said earlier on, like Shaun of the Dead, where you can turn on and, um, oh yeah, I've watched the scene, I'll carry on from here. You've really got to go in at the start and just follow the whole story.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic movie. And um, the special effects, these, these are done by Tom Sfeney, who's also in the, the movie. He's one of the bikers, I believe, as well. And... Um, yeah, I mean, it's when zombies used to look like zombies, <laughs> and they used to waddle along very slowly, but uh, they're just numbers would get you eventually, or they'd be very quiet until you, like, wandered into one. Um, I still like them better than the ones that chase after you. So I don't know. But, um, yeah, and it's you're right, there was lots of uh, commentary on American consumerism at the time and these malls that were popping up all over the place. And... Um, it just goes to the, the ruin, unfortunately, towards the end. And where's there to run? It's another one of those hopeless films. All these, all these, all zombie films are really hopeless films because where do you run if the whole world is suffering this outbreak? Where do you go? You know, and well, obviously there's lots of um, we can co- sort of compare it to something that happened to all of us not so long ago, where you just think, well, wh- wh- what can you do? <laughs> you are just sort of stuck, mm. and you got you just got to live through it, sort of thing. But it was horrible. But um, yeah, so. It's, it's you, a fantastic you, movie and it's a, a nice little insight into that period of time. And again, all the special effects are practical effects um, and the ways, you know, the action, the acting is not necessarily top notch, but it's enough to get through a horror movie of this sort of standard. And uh,
2: yeah, and they haven't had to do bad CGI on anything. No. Yeah, you know, because the effects are the practical
0: kind. Yeah. You know. And it's become a classic, yeah. so much so, they remade it. Um, um, uh, the guy likes doing all the slow-motion stuff. Who done 300. Uh, yeah, but he
1: went a bit A-team at the end of sack, that, though, didn't he? Zack well, Snyder, isn't it? No,
0: it. it's Zack Snyder.
1: Oh, no, no there was a, another one after that, which was had Ving Raims in it, and it had the famous scene yeah, of...
0: Uh, yeah, that's it. It was done by Zack Snyder.
1: Oh, I thought you were on about the one on Netflix with Dave Batista in it. <laughs> no, that's... <laughs>
0: Well, he did that as well, I think. But no, that's something much different. So much different. Um, can someone double check on Dawn of the Dead, <laughs> the remake? I'm sure it's Zack Snyder. So I can't type in at the moment. But um, yeah, and it, it's 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 a fantastic movie um, if you're into that genre. Um, obviously, it's one of the classics because it's done by well, the master. It was like George A. Romero. Um, I also I always remember going around Barry's house and he'd always buy thing Fangoria. And I remember sitting in his room. You know, as well as playing video games and whatnot. And and I was going through this this magazine about horror movies and special effects and, and god knows what else. And I remember looking at these disgusting pictures, uh, as as how they made the various things. Like on this one, there's a zombie that gets his top of his head cut off by helicopter blades. Um a real bloke, apparently. Just walking along with an extended head. And they slice the top oh, of his geez. head off. <laughs> and then he squirt the blood out of it.
1: It was, <laughs> it was bad enough today, or, or something not very similar. I had to take my van to go and get it looked at. And the guy goes down into his pit, and he says to his colleague, all right, drive the van forward. And he's literally ducking his head below my van as he's going up and down the pit. And it's like, blooming hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> happy, for, ha, happy Halloween, so. everyone. The, yeah, this whole door of the like this whole social commentary is like, well, why do people choose a shopping mall to go to? And I think there's a, a bit of commentary and they'd say, well, it's what they do. It's what you know it's it's a pattern, it's a habit. Mm. That's why they go every weekend. It mm. just becomes uh something intrinsic to their personality to sort of block to them all. And it's again it has got that lovely shot of there's one or two zombies knocking at the door, then there's three or four, then there's a dozen, then there's two. And even though they've got the like the shelf yeah, the, the 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 safety shutters down on the front, you just have that sort of Although everyone's ignoring it, you can still just feel the bit of the tension, and like when they do pressure. some of the outside shots as well. Yeah, pressure. us it
0: uh, Yeah, it's it's good. And like I say, the, the sequel I just looked up. It is Zack Snyder and James Gunn wrote it screenplay as well. The remake. So there you go. Well, both of them are worth checking out. Actually, uh, if you watch the remake, though, watch to the very end of the credits because it totally changes the movie. <laughs> Oh, this, it's a totally oh, right, different right. movie if you watch to the end of the credits. If you just watch and then the credits roll, and you go, "Oh, right, okay, that happened," watch to the very end, and it's a totally different ending. You think, "Oh, okay." Anyway,
1: as we're all now typing on our keyboards to try and find what that secret uh, so is it called at the end of the? Is it a reveal at the end? You know when I you got post credits? What's it called?
0: Post credits. Uh, anyway, so that's our little selection. Obviously, there's some other movies, great movies out there for for scary movies like The Exist. We didn't mention, for example, Friday the 13th for all these classics. Um, Exist, you don't need to say anything more about that. A cult classic. Um, scary as hell. Um, if you're paying attention, if you're watching it on second screen, you go, well, that wasn't scary at all. No. If you're watching it and paying attention,
2: it's
0: kind of scary. <laughs> yeah.
2: I, I, I'd say that about... You know, the, the ones I've seen out of most of our selection, really, it's like don't second screen it. Oh, you know?
0: don't second screen, no, to,
2: especially with like the ones where you've got to read subtitles.
0: Yeah, we got to stop mm. this second screening nonsense. Yeah, just if do one or the other, it's not good yeah. for you, it's not good for your movie enjoyment. And
1: that's right. the thing if you are second screening it, just think if look, cause if you aren't binge watching something and you second screen it, then maybe stop watching it and take a break from it, do two episodes. And then go, all right, I'll do something else for a bit. Yeah. Don't just have it on for the sake of the background, because if you've watched two episodes or three and you've really enjoyed it, do yourself some justice by giving it the full attention.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you time to digest it as well, doesn't
0: it? You know, sort of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, uh, it's, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Well, that's pretty much our show this week. So um, well, on this one, Mark, we do where we can get hold of you. So I'll uh, get ready, because I'll be coming to you in a minute. <laughs> so Tone, sir, where can we get hold you on this Halloween Eve?
2: Um, yes, yeah, still on the uh, Twitter, whatever we're calling it this week. Um, tone At Tone7x20. Uh, still also, I'm trying to be more active on uh, Blue Sky under the
0: same you know, handle. Um, yeah, that's really it. Cool cool stuff good stuff marky boy where can we hold you sir
1: you can get me on the gram or the instagram or whatever they cool kids call it uh, a van life thing i'm on the twitter or the x is a van life thing and my youtube channel which i haven't put anything up for a couple of weeks don't, uh is also a van life thing so basically search for a van life thing not it's a van life thing, which people keep I mean, typing into the search engine. Right. Nope. Just a van life thing. If you see a bright orange van and me gurning at you in the thumbnail, up there, then you know, you've got the right channel. So and I, I make one and I make one promise on my videos. You net. I will be the only YouTuber who doesn't go. Hey guys.
0: That's high lads, isn't it?
1: Because <laughs> well, everyone goes, Hey guys. And it really yeah. winds me up. Cause it's like, no, no, no. Don't be so chummy with me. I don't know you. <laughs> we I, have, don't wanna, we haven't I don't want to introduced. be this familiar
2: I don't- with me. I thought you were going a different direction. I thought you were going to say, "I'm the one who doesn't say like and subscribe and all this." Yeah,
0: no, he, he says that. He uh, says that.
1: Oh, I've, <laughs> so I've got a new prop where it's going to be. It's going to be very, very subtle. I had an idea from. Oh, who were the two guys that used to go awesome and excellent? Bill and Ted. No. Nope. Oh, Wayne's World. Was, Wayne's World. That's it. I've I've had an. I have been busy. To, Putting my one-page and subscribers' money to good use to just copy one scene. Oh
0: dear God! So if
1: you're interested, the only way you're going to be able to find out is by going onto YouTube and subscribing to how, a Van Life thing. How have you yeah, not done like
0: that? Will be excellent. <laughs> how have you not done a, a Halloween episode for this week? I
1: did it last. I did it last year, and it was just a bit naff. Um, i might, actually, oh, you know what? I might republish it because it marks the anniversary of a lack of synergy with a previous company, and that's all I'm going to say about that little dig there. <laughs>
0: Anyway, my name's Carl Mann. You get hold of me on Twitter at Claw0101. Uh, you can also get hold of the show. Um, the link is in the show description, as is uh link to our Discord. So come and join us on our Discord if you want to come and join us and tell us what scary movies that you're into or you put, tend to put on at this time of the year. It doesn't have to be a scary movie. It could be a scary tip- TV episode as well, so there's a few of them. Uh, we were discussing the, um, the uh, Quantum Leap 1 the other day, where Ooh. Sam – not Sam um, – What's, what's his assistant's name with Ziggy? Al. ow, Al turns out yeah. to be the devil. Still, That's still stuck in my mind. It's so yeah. shocking it was on that episode. I probably ruined it now for everyone else who hasn't seen it. But there you go. Sorry about that. But it was such a good episode. And yeah, I enjoyed that one. That sticks out to me. And of course, anything on the X Files, really, basically. <laughs> uh, although Home is probably the most scariest one on the X Files with the inbreeding family. Terrifying. Yeah, I, I-
2: I, I always liked uh, the guy who came back for two episodes, uh, Tombs. Oh, you know? Tombs, yes, that's another story. Yeah, a guy one. who could squeeze oh, yes. under, into any little gap and everything. Oh, it's like, yeah. And then they brought him
0: back in the same season, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, at the end, yeah. yeah, towards the end. Yeah, it was a good one. Um, yeah, so that's it. So come and join us on Discord. Link's in the show description. And if you'd like to, if you'd be good enough, uh, go over to the Apple Podcast app, seek out the airwaves, give them some stars, write a review. We'd love to read it out on the show. And that's pretty much it. Hopefully, uh, Steve, sorry, um, Russ and uh, Alex will be back next week and join us when we can talk about what else we've been watching recently, uh, listening to and reading. So that's pretty much it. So until next time, as always, please, everybody out there, stay safe this Halloween night. be good to each other.
2: Bye! <laughs> Ta-da!